Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I would like to present to you the world champion of the world podcast. It's your man qualified, a.k.a. the Black Ric Flair, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. the most over mid-card talent on the west side of Oahu. And right now, I've got my cat, Bear. I don't know if you can hear him. You hear that? That's Bear. What's up, guys? Alright, so we're just hanging out, Um, Bear is on my lap, and I'm going to talk to you guys a little bit about basketball, not basketball, I'm going to talk to you guys about professional wrestling, that's what's going on, Um, so just starting off, uh, this week's format's going to be a little bit different, uh, a little bit more uh, similar to last week's, even though I think I may have said last week that we were going back to the new one, I don't know, it was fun, um, So instead of just talking about everything that happened on pro wrestling television this week, just going to talk about some of the things that stood out uh, and some things that we may like to see leading up to WrestleMania. Um, So uh, first off, I'm going to talk about the double or nothing rally, uh, AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, so I, I sat down, I watched the entire rally, uh, I had some thoughts, so we're gonna, we're gonna go through some of this. Uh, the first talent that appeared, cause they did a, they did like a little pre-show before they did the actual, um, double or nothing, uh, I guess press conference party by the pool. Um, the first talent that appeared was, uh, MJF, uh, so he came out and kinda, uh, gave the crowd some shit and and did his thing uh got his character over a little bit um we've ar- we already know he's officially a part of the roster uh we've seen him on being the elite so uh i'm thinking that they're going to be pushing MJF as a pretty serious uh upper card maybe not main event but um i'm guessing upper card uh type champion uh, or something like that. Um, it seems like Alex Marvez and Excalibur are going to be the, uh, commentary team for AEW. And then Conrad Thompson is still going to be involved. Um, on the, uh, on the main show after, uh, the pre-show, Sonny Kiss makes an entrance. Looks like Sonny Kiss is going to be on the roster, uh, he announces that he's going to be at Double or Nothing on May 25th, says that you can see him shaking his ass, but at Double or Nothing, you'll see him kicking ass as well. Uh, so not a bad promo, actually. Uh, gets his character across for people who haven't seen Sunny Kiss before, who may not know what's going on. Um, interesting to see what they do with Sunny Kiss. Uh, also going to be interesting to see how that's going to work with Sunny and a major TV deal. Uh, is AEW going to be PG? Um, are they going to be TV 14? I'm guessing that they're going to be TV 14. That's what I'm thinking. Um, but who knows? They could be TVG because, you know, it is what it is. But um, really interesting. Not only is Sonny a black star, he's a gay black star. So super dope to see AEW working to try to give everybody uh, some representation and to show some love that way. Um, next out is Cody Rhodes. Um, such a cool guy who's on his way to the ring or on his way to the, I keep 
everybody kept saying ring, but it was actually a podium. Uh, so he's he's on his way to the podium um, and stopped and, and took a selfie with a fan um, and all that. So that was so that was kind of cool. Um, Cody announces that AEW is going to have a partnership with Triple uh, A, um, the Mexican Lucha Libre promotion. Um, or ah, 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 you know, <laughs> ah, nah, so, uh, that, that's actually pretty big. Um, and I'm all in, if this means all in, <laughs> if this means that we get to see uh, killer cross and Brian cage also be able to make appearances in AEW. Um, I feel like that would be really fun. Uh, a killer cross and Kenny Omega match sounds like something I want to see, uh, Brian Cage and Hangman sounds like a lot of fun to me. Um or Brian Cage just like throwing around the young bucks, that that could be cool. Um so just just uh or you know Brian Cage and the Lucha Bros versus SCU. Um sounds like a lot of fun as well. And now that makes a lot more sense with the Lucha Bros popping up maybe. Um well, even though they're not really doing all that but you know um cody uh cody after announcing the aaa partnership triple a partnership he uh brings out the triple a cruiserweight champion sammy guevara um so sammy says that he's the true superstar and um he wants to fight the best in the world uh, he says that May 25th, he's going to do what he does best, uh, which is steal the show. So interesting to see what's going to happen here. Sammy is uh, he's really fun to watch in the ring. Um, and I think he's going to be interesting to see in AEW. Uh, next up is Hangman Adam Page. He's out next. Um, so it seems like they're really trying to push uh, Hangman to uh towards the title belt um i would imagine that kenny would get that push but it seems like they are uh, it seems like the elite the guys behind the scenes they they really think that hangman uh can be that guy and i mean personally i really like hangman i think he's improved a ton um and he was always uh fun to watch in the ring but like character wise uh i feel like they did a a lot uh character wise i feel like he's uh taken a big step uh since being on being the elite like a lot uh you know he just kind of he was able to step out he was able to get his character over his personality over and it's uh and it's done a lot for him so um hangman comes out and he says that he was going to show up in full gear tonight but he was told not to so that's a a nice little nod to the uh being the elite series and i'm guessing that most of the people who are going to be there at the uh aew presser and who are excited about aew uh being on the way i'm imagining that most of them are uh are fans of being the elite and watch regularly um let's see here 
but Hangman, he uh, he promises that he uh, keep it in with the with the full gear joke. Uh, Hangman promises that he's going to start eating healthy and hit the gym and be in great shape at double or nothing. Uh, he says he still wants to be the AEW world champ. Uh, he tells us about how Pac interrupted him last time and it won't happen again tonight. So, of course, that's exactly where it happens. Uh, Pac pops up on the screen. He says he's been held down and seen as not suitable for the mainstream for too long. Uh, says that he doesn't have a personal problem with Paige, but he's got a thing for humbling people. And he says that Paige is in a long line of cocky elitist pricks. Uh, so Pac versus the elite. I'm down. Uh, Paige says that he guesses Pac is doing what he does best, and that's sitting at home. Zing. Uh, Hangman says that he'll bring his cowboy boots, and they may have to give knighthood to the doctor that can pull his boots out of Pac's ass. Uh, so, Hangman versus the Bastard at Double or Nothing. I'm actually really stoked for that as a match. Um... I'm just I'm really hyped. I think uh as as far as right now everything that I've seen about uh AEW and the matches that they have on the table, currently the thing I am most uh excited about is uh Pac versus Hangman. Really want to see that. Uh Young Bucks are out next. They talk about how much they loved wrestling as actual Young Bucks when they were children. Uh they said they made a pact to become one of the best tag teams ever. Uh, and he said now uh, the fans are saying that. They're saying just that, that they are uh, one of the best teams uh, of all time. Uh, and then Matt says that it's lonely at the top, uh, and he says that tag team wrestling has become somewhat of a lost art. Uh, he says that you can't see tag teams on wrestling TV anymore. Uh, you can. They, you know, they're just kind of like uh, not getting a lot of time. But, you know, I saw I saw Zack Ryder and and Kurt Hawkins on television not too long ago. Um, but he says that AEW will give us the best tag team division in the world. Um, Nick asked the crowd if uh, tag teams can be the main event. The crowd cheers in response. So I guess that means yes. Uh, then Nick introduces the best friends. Uh, Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta come out. Uh, they're rocking denim vests with no shirts underneath because that's how they get down. Uh, it's actually, they're in Vegas, uh, so everybody was talking about how cold it was uh, that night. But the best friends don't care. Uh, Trent says that they're going to change the world through the power of friendship, and then they go ahead and hug it out. Uh, Young Bucks wrap it up, and they're getting ready to leave the podium, uh, but then the Lucha Bros come out and walk to the podium. Uh, Lucha Bros actually lay out both of the Young Bucks. Uh, Phoenix takes the mic and says that um, the Young Bucks said that the Lucha Bros are the second best tag team. Uh, he says that they're the best in the universe and they're going to show us and all of AEW. Uh, Pentagon cuts a promo in Spanish and ends with cero miedo because we have zero fear. Uh, Brandy, the chief Brandy officer, is out next. Uh so she uh, she has us all say happy birthday to her brother, Jason. Uh, and then she introduces two Japanese talents to AEW. First is Yuka Sakazaki. Uh, so she's actually been on the rise. Uh, she's getting a lot of love out there 
in Japan, uh, if if you're paying if you pay attention to Stardom and the other Joshi uh, promotions out there, uh, you may be a little bit familiar with uh, Yuka. Uh, so she's uh, she's actually uh, doing pretty well for herself out there. Um, Yuka will be at double or nothing. So that's really interesting to me. Um, who is Yuka gonna face? Um, I could see Yuka, Yuka versus Britt Baker sounds interesting. Um, but we haven't really gotten too many, uh, we haven't really gotten too many women announced. So I don't know. I really don't know what's going on. If, if they're going to have, if it's going to be singles matches or, um, if they're going to do something like all in where they they have like a multi women match on the card and just try to get uh try to get as many people from the division out there so that we can see what's going on um i personally would wouldn't mind seeing a couple of singles matches uh for the women maybe one multi woman match and then a couple singles matches but I feel like that may come once we actually have like a women's title or something on the line for them. Um, I'm thinking that they may just uh, try to get as many faces in one match as possible. Um, But we'll see. Hopefully there's two women's matches like they can do the multi women's match and then like a tag match or something. Just just something to get them. Uh, to make it feel like they're not just throwing them all out there, you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see here. The next person that she announces is Aja Kong. So Aja Kong is a big attraction, uh, legend in the game, uh, and also, you know, has, has, uh, has been around for a while. That's, that's a name that people know. So Aja Kong um popping up uh at double or nothing is a good get for them. Good job, Brandy. Um Brandy then says that she brought someone else as well because uh Yuka Sakazaki and Aja Kong didn't actually make it there in person. So uh so she said, you know, I had to bring someone with me actually uh out here and uh that's when Kylie Ray uh comes out smiley Kylie Ray uh and i believe that she just uh, i believe that she just won a championship uh the freelance women's title i'm not sure um freelance wrestling um so Kylie Ray comes out uh and then Nyla Rose uh comes out i actually not really familiar with her work uh but after this i'm following her uh, she immediately brought a presence to the screen when she came out. Uh, her her Twitter handle Nyla Beast, and uh, you know she's proclaiming it as the year of the beast. Uh, well, she came out like a beast. Uh, head straight to the podium. Looks like she wants all the smoke. Uh, I'm down for that. <laughs> so uh, Nyla comes down and she gets in Kylie Ray's face. Uh, but props to Kylie. Doesn't back down at all. Uh, Brandy tries to break it up, eventually calls security up to help her out. Uh, Kylie Ray versus Nyla Rose seems like it's being built as a 
as a singles match. Uh, perhaps this will be the first feud for the AEW women's title. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm really interested. Uh, but I would have imagined that Britt Baker um, being the first person announced and being as hot as she is on the indie scene uh, and and having worked for NXT and all that. Um, I was in, in the May Young Classic. I was I was guessing that Britt Baker would be the uh, the the first one pushed, but the way that this is going, and or or they could all just end up in a like six woman match, and it's Kylie, Nyla, uh, Aja Kong, Yuka, Sasaki, Sakazaki. And and Britt Baker, and let's see how many people is that? Kylie Ray, Nyla Rose, Britt Baker, Aja Kong, Yuka Sakazaki. So there's room for one more person, um, possibly Brandy, uh, in this six woman match, and uh, and then we'll we'll get some issues out of there, and and a tournament leading towards the uh, the women's title so that's that that might be what happened um excalibur then introduces scu uh they come out get everyone hyped scorpio sky tells us this is the worst town they've ever been in uh kazarian tells us that the after party for double or nothing is going to be called scu all night uh they said that they're here for the next announcement for excalibur from excalibur uh owe um, the the Chinese promotion uh, was already announced as a collaborator, and then Sema and Dragon Fu come out to represent OWE. Uh, they say that they're bringing us five thousand years of kung fu uh, to the U.S. Um, Daniels asks, uh, and then Christopher Daniels asks uh, Sema to find two of his best guys from OWE and to go against. SCU, so it's going to be the OWE team, Team OWE uh, versus uh, uh, versus SCU, and uh, that's that sounds uh, that definitely sounds pretty interesting. Uh, next up, a video starts, and it's a close up of a countdown on a phone. Hmm, did someone lose their phone on BTE not too long ago? Uh, next up, a Kenny silhouette pops up kind of like that who's that pokemon uh, is what it reminds me of and then um kenny omega finally pops up makes his official aew debut uh kenny tells us that he just officially signed that morning uh he found his phone he's a full member of the aew's roster um he starts telling us about how it's time for aew to change the world all of a sudden judas by fozzy hits jericho comes out uh, Chris Dan Christopher Daniels is out and trying to get him to come back to the back. Uh, Kenny Omega and Jericho with a face off. Jericho slaps Kenny. They start brawling. Uh, Cody Daniels and BJ Whitmer and more security come out to break it up and pull them apart. Uh, Omega Kenny Omega managed to uh, steal Jericho's hat during the brawl and he puts it on. Goodbye, Mwah. and good night. Bang. Uh, AEW is real. Kenny Omega is here. It's all happening. Uh, Double or nothing should be a lot of fun. 
um, and the next being the elite uh, should probably you if you uh, if everything goes right, you're hearing this podcast on Sunday. Uh, so BTE should probably be dropping tomorrow. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Um, all right. So immediate thoughts on the presser uh, with with everything going on. Uh, Kenny showing up. Uh, you you kind of knew it was happening, um, and it feels big. But at the same time, um, Kenny versus Jericho, like I'm excited to see it. But the uh, we've already like the whoa, what the fuck? Like that that moment has already uh, worn off because. Uh, like that's already worn off because we saw uh Kenny versus uh we saw Kenny versus Jericho in uh New Japan. We saw we saw this in New Japan already. So, um it's 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 really interesting. I just want to to I it's really interesting to see what they're doing. Um with AEW but some of the uh some of the some of the big matches it seems like hmm you know like like that one is going to be sold as a big match we've already seen it uh but i trust in their storytelling uh with BTE and the elite and and all that i trust in their storytelling a whole lot more uh than i trust in some of the other uh promotions out there and I feel like I mean they have uh they have a bag behind them so there's definitely going to be more surprises uh there's going to be more to see and just because uh guys like the uh just because guys like the Bucks and 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 whatnot are seen as the the big names that doesn't mean that there aren't people who they're going to pull off uh that they're going to sign out of the indies uh that that doesn't mean that there's not people that they're going to sign out of the indies who will be able to become stars like currently right now I might not be that excited about Sammy Guevara versus Kenny Omega, but who knows what's going on? And by the time they, uh, by the time they have television, like Kenny Omega versus Sammy Guevara might be something that I really want to see, or uh, you know, Hangman versus Sammy, or uh, Pac versus Sammy, or uh, I don't know why I keep using Sammy, but you know, I'm just saying, like there, there could be. Uh, other things that's going on there could be uh different people popping up from AAA like i said the AAA affiliation uh we could uh, you know we could definitely see uh somebody like Brian Cage pop up Brian Cage versus Kenny Omega yeah sign me up for that uh and then who knows what can happen within groups as well like sure SCU is there and we know them as SCU and they're a unit from BTE but uh 
who knows what storylines could be happening uh what if we see some sort of storyline where scorpio sky is trying to win uh his world title or uh what if we're running like a retirement angle with daniels and we're trying to push him to the title one last time uh i like you know there's so there's there's a bunch of different things that could happen um there's different people who could pop up uh we like ACH is supposed to uh the rumors were that ACH and Shane Strickland uh were headed to WWE um I haven't seen anything with ACH yet haven't seen anything with Shane Strickland uh, what if Shane Strickland pops up at double or nothing uh you know so there there's tons of uh of of different things that that could happen tons of different things that uh, could be going on, so it's uh, it's uh, it's it's really really interesting, uh, and we'll see what happens with uh, AEW going forward. All right, so jumping from the AEW presser, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about NXT. Um, and then from there, just kind of talk about thoughts for WrestleMania going into the or going into the road for WrestleMania. But anyway, uh, NXT uh, show opens up. Johnny Gargano is out first with the North American Championship. Uh, he seems pretty pumped up, walking around the ring, bopping to his music. Uh, we're getting Johnny Champion chants and smaller Johnny Sucks chants. Uh, he says it feels good to be standing here as the champ. You deserve it, chance from the crowd. Uh, he says that we deserve it, says that we were validated when he won the title. Uh, he says that he's proud to say that Johnny Wrestling is back. So I guess no more heel Johnny. Uh, but then that's when uh, Ciampa's music hits. Uh, Tommaso Ciampa says that this is everything that they used to talk about. Uh, now they own the world. Uh, he says that the final image at TakeOver of them holding all the gold proves that this is their moment. Uh, DIY chants come from the crowd. Uh, Johnny says that there is no R moment. Uh, he said he only came out at the end of TakeOver to show that he will never need Ciampa. Uh, Velveteen Dreams music hits, and he says that this is cute. DIY is back. Uh, he says this isn't about Gollum or Goldie, nice, uh, or Johnny Badass. This is about the man who stole TakeOver Phoenix by just showing up, him. Uh, he says that they were putting the finishing touches on their moment. While they were putting the finishing touches on their moment, uh, he was winning the World's Collide Tournament, uh, which gives him a shot at the NXT champion of his choosing. Uh, Ciampa gets in his face. Uh, Velveteen says that he sees the lust in his eyes for him. Pause. Uh, Ciampa wants to be in the spotlight again. Uh, so Velveteen says that he's over Ciampa. And he chooses to face Gargano. Uh, Gargano says that while Velveteen was in the crowd, he was winning a title. He's on a roll and he's feeling dangerous. Uh, says he'll win if they face off against each other. Dream says maybe. Uh, but the question that everyone wants answered is, will Dream face off with Johnny Wrestling 
or will he face off with Johnny Jackass? Uh, so he's questioning uh, Johnny Gargano's a return back to the light after winning the gold, which I think is fair, man, because like you go crazy trying to get a belt and all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, now that I got this other belt. I'm uh, I'm good to go. I don't know. Not buying it, Johnny. Um, Gargano leaves the ring and ends up next to Ciampa on the ramp. Uh, they look at each other before Ciampa walks to the back. Uh, there's just so much going on with this. Can't wait to see Dream versus Gargano. Also, the DIY storyline is still captivating as hell. Uh, I'm not even trying to figure it out. I just want to... I'm not even trying to figure out what's next. I just want to watch. Um, so, great story. That's the mark of a great story. Um... Also, with uh, the whole DIY thing, uh, looks like um, looks like Champa and Gargano um, they're gonna keep teasing that uh, things may go one way or the other. It looks like uh, Champa is trying to looks like he's pushing for the reunion. He wants to keep his title safe. Uh, he thinks that he's got Gargano on his side. So I I mean there's it's it's a lot to unpack and it's really good. So part of me just doesn't even wanna try to figure it out. I just wanna see it and then after we get the final blow off, like go back and look at it and just be like, hey, let's let's talk about this because this feud is gonna be a if these guys end up with WWE DVDs on their careers, like this feud's gonna be a huge part of it. So, um, this is this is a this is gonna be this feud's gonna be part of their WWE story for the rest of the time that they're at this company. Like that's it's it's always gonna be part. Uh, and I don't know. It's just like as a wrestling nerd, like it's really cool being able to see these moments as they happen. Like. Uh, like going back to the whole Austin and McMahon feud, like, and then talking about it later, and then re- being able to remember back to like, yo, I remember when this was live. Like, I didn't even know, like, you didn't know that it, you were about, you were watching something that was about to change wrestling, but then as it was happening, it's like, yo, what, yo, this is crazy, and then you go back and look at everything that happened, and then what's happened since. And you remember watching it at the time. It's just like, holy shit. Like, I was there. Like, you know? Uh, so, so good stuff. And I feel like that's, that's what we're in right now with, with Ciampa and Gargano. And I just kind of want to let it happen. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm here for it. Uh, let's see. Next up, Drew Gulak. And this guy, super underrated. Uh, one of my favorite talents in the whole 205 Live scene. When they announced that they were having the Cruiserweight Tournament, I was most stoked for this. And that's another thing. How come we haven't had a second Cruiserweight Tournament? Why isn't the Cruiserweight Tournament a yearly thing? And now we can make, like, okay, uh, we can make it to where the winner of the Cruiserweight Tournament ends up on the 205 Live roster. Like that's that's what you get for winning, and and the the tournament. Um, how you get you get to be on the main roster, and for winning the tournament, you get a shot at the cruiserweight title. 
um, on pay-per-view. Like, I feel like that would be sufficient to bring it back. Uh, then you can help build the cruiserweight division. Um, the guys who don't get, uh, the, you know, the guys who don't win, uh, you can, the ones who we want to keep around, we can have on NXT, uh, and eventually get them called up. Um, just build the, build the cruiserweight division because I, I see that they're like integrating them into the regular main roster. But if we're not going to have, uh, like if 205 Live is still going to be like its own brand, uh, its own thing, then I think, you know, let's let's build the roster. Um, the guys who are on the show, let's give them more character development. Let's let's do their thing. And uh, 205 Live should we should have guys who like we're just if they're if you're going to turn it into like its own show and its own thing then let's run 205 like its own promotion basically like let's turn 205 into its own nxt uh and 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 run the shows and and have guys who are going to be coming up to the roster debuting on the roster and i feel like doing the cwc yearly uh would be something it would it could be like the cruiserweights I don't know, not their WrestleMania, but just a, a something uh, for them that uh, every year it's a, a spotlight, a bigger spotlight that we can put on the 205 Live and the, the division and and we can use it to try to um, up uh, or to to raise awareness for some of the, uh, the guys on the roster because you don't even have to fill the the tournament it doesn't have to be guys all from outside of WWE you can have guys who are on the 205 live roster like maybe guys who aren't necessarily getting over or guys who aren't uh getting that spotlight like Tony Nese is great um but they they're doing jack shit with that guy so Tony Nese could go into the cruiserweight tournament and have a strong run and you can build storylines out of that especially if majority of the guys are going to be um if majority of the guys are going to be guys who are already on the roster that could be something really cool and then you could bring in like a couple of a couple of names from the outside just to have like some big matches you know like uh like a Sammy Guevara like oh what you know and have have him against those guys or um I'm trying to think of or you know you could bring back Matt Sidal uh or something like that you know I was thinking Rich Swan but I think they've you know maybe maybe not some of the guys who they've already had had around but uh, Amazing Red would be great and you know he's got uh relationships with people who are with the company Amazing Red's a good friend of Sasha Banks uh, so that, like, uh, a, a CWC coming back, uh, and, you know, Amazing Red popping in, I think that would be, that'd be great. Uh, you could throw Rey Mysterio in there for a match or something like that, maybe. Uh, they probably wouldn't, but, but I'm just saying there's, there's a lot of different things you could do. Um, anyway, Drew Gulak, uh, he comes out. Uh, next, uh, Drew, Drew Gulak is, is shown arriving to full sale. 
Uh, so his match isn't even next. Um, I, but, you know, Drew Gulak being there just sent me off on a tangent. Uh, next, the Forgotten Sons come out. Jackson Riker, uh, who was Gunner in TNA, is uh, the one that's in action tonight. Uh, so Riker, uh, he's always had a gr- uh, great look. Pause. Uh, Mansoor, uh, Middle Eastern uh, NXT recruit, uh, makes his debut against Jackson Riker. Uh, pretty sure that this is the dude who was actually kind of ill at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, he was one of the local signees that they had come out. Um, uh, that they had come out uh, when uh, Davari came out and he was cutting his heel promo, and uh, they I think they ended up getting in like a little bit of fisticuffs, and uh, Mansoor threw somebody over the top rope. Uh, check out the Greatest Royal Rumble on WWE Network, only nine ninety nine a month. Please make my subscription free for giving you guys this free plug. Anyway, <laughs> um. The match starts off, uh, Mansoor is game, he's ready to start trying to fight, uh, but Jackson Riker just destroys the guy, uh, Mansoor eats an elbow, um, and goes for a move off the second rope, uh, Jackson Riker spears him pretty much out of thin air, then hits his finisher, squash, match, win, uh, he grabs Mansoor again, and hits the finisher one more time, uh, backstage, Kathy Kelly, uh, and uh, we see Ricochet uh, in the middle of a photo shoot. She wants to get an interview with him. Uh, Adam Cole pulls up with the Undisputed Era. Cole says that Ricochet is a one-trick pony uh, and that he's the real champ. Uh, Ricochet pulls up and takes uh, exception to that. Uh, Cole says to relax, and he's just saying that Ricochet has to go to the back of the line. Uh, Ricochet challenges Cole to a match next week. Uh, He tells Kathy it doesn't matter who he has to get through. Uh, He will get his title back as soon as he gets a chance. Uh, With Ricochet, I see um, I'm almost starting to think how long can they keep him in NXT? He's so great, Um, and I think he's there. Uh, like what I it depends on what they want to do. Do they want to just go ahead and bring him up and have him save 205 Live, even though 205 Live's been doing a whole lot better? Uh, but you think about it with the way that 205 Live has been going, you bring up uh, Ricochet or like look at Mustafa Ali's uh trajectory, killing it on 205 Live, and now he's in the Elimination Chamber match for the WWE Championship on SmackDown. Now, I don't think he's going to win, but he's that's where they're putting him. Like, they are like, hey, you know what? We really like you. You're doing good. You're great in the ring. But we're going to have you rubbing elbows and bumping shoulders with the main, main guys. Like, Mustafa Ali hasn't even been there that long, and he's in a better position than Rusev. And if you would have asked anybody... When either one of those guys were coming into the company, uh, Rusev, when he was back in NXT, like we were looking at this guy as like, oh, okay, this guy's going to be a future world champ, you know, a future guy who's who's running shit. And Mustafa Ali, we weren't even sure if he was going to get a contract uh, in the, you know, I wanted him to, but we weren't even sure he was going to get a contract in the uh to CWC in the Cruiserweight Classic. Now he's closer to a title reign, uh, to a 
the WWE Championship than Rusev's ever been, basically. You know? Uh, so, it's, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just really interesting. And when you think of Ricochet, Ricochet's good. Ricochet's better than good. Ricochet is one of those guys, even with his, uh, you know, lack of height, uh, perceived small size, uh, I think that he has a much better shot of succeeding uh, on the main roster than a lot of guys. Uh, So the thing with Ricochet, you could make, uh, I think he has a better chance of succeeding than Balor. Uh, and part of that is because of him being American and not having an accent. But, um, and I mean, like, Ricochet, you see him, abs on abs. He's got the tattoos that are cool but not overdone. Uh, he's a, a handsome guy, pause. Um, you know, the ladies like him. Uh, he is just, all of his high-flying moves are just clean. He's the best in the world. I, I at at that stuff like i mean you talk about there's will osprey and ricochet i feel like oh and Pac, but like the way that ricochet just has so much swag when he does it like he he's my personal favorite you can see <laughs> uh out of out of that style but um but yeah it's i i don't really see a way that he can fail um and it's time, man. It's time to, or, you know, I don't, I don't know how much longer you can keep him in NXT, uh, if you're not going to have NXT be the main, the main deal. Uh, I saw something on Twitter. Somebody was talking about, you throw this NXT crew that they have right now and give them two hours on Fox with good storyline development, just keep things the way that they are and give them two hours on Fox, uh, with the way that NXT has been going and it's more popular than Raw and SmackDown. And with and with these new guys, like that's that's how I feel. Um and I agree. I you know, that's I, I completely agree with, with what that person was saying in that tweet and I was like, you know what? I think so. Uh especially Ricochet, I could see him being a star of the future. He's he's he Ricochet's that dude. And I think he, uh, at this point, like leading up to WrestleMania, like, what do you do? Do you go ahead and send him up to 205? Because I think if you're going to, if the plan is for Ricochet to come up and be the face of 205 Live and save that division, I think he's good, good enough now to just go ahead and go there. Because most of the people who are watching 205 Live are completely aware of Ricochet and would take kindly to to him taking over and he'll have those he'll be able to give you those holy shit moments like pretty much every match and then ricochet versus leo rush let's do it because both those guys on the mic and going back and forth like i think that'd be great um but i feel like that's something that could also work on the main roster so if you're looking at bringing ricochet up and giving him more of a run like mustafa ali as opposed to uh, like Mustafa Ali currently, as opposed to what Bert, what Buddy Murphy is doing on on two hundred five, uh, if you're looking at doing that, then, uh, then I think you gotta 
go ahead and give uh make ricochet the nxt champion and let him have a run kind of like ballers maybe not as long but you give him a baller type run in nxt make him the ace uh and then after that go ahead and move him up to the main roster so i would think if that's what we're doing then i would expect to see ricochet somehow get into the title picture uh with champa um sometime soon uh possibly even winning it over mania weekend and and kind of restarting things from there and at that point i might even if you know if it happens over mania weekend um i may have gargano and champa drop their titles and head up to the main roster over Mania Weekend and then just kind of give the reins over to Ricochet and Adam Cole and let them feud over the NXT title and let those two kind of take over the main event scene, um, no pun intended there, uh, take over the main event scene for the rest of the year and um, and build towards and just make those two the the biggest guys. So by the time it's WrestleMania season next year, uh, you know, we're ready to see Adam Cole and because Adam Cole in the Undisputed Era could go to 205 Live and totally transform that show. And then you could send, uh, you know, and they could do the four of them uh, could do what we were trying to get, um, what they may be trying to get Ricochet to do as the face of 205 Live. You can just make the Undisputed Era the face of 205 Live and all of a sudden make that show must-see. And then you can have them wreaking havoc on 205 Live and running shit, make Cole the champion, and then have those guys then assimilate into the main roster as well. And so Cole can be walking around as cruiserweight champ. uh, And then maybe we can even have... uh, Red Dragon, O'Reilly and Fish get the uh, tag champs, tag belts, and then eventually, um, you know, or Roddy could be cruiserweight champ and, well, no, I think because they start off on live. So Cole's going to have to be cruiserweight champ. Uh, And then you could even, you could have Roddy go after like the Intercontinental Championship or something like that. And eventually... Um, after you keep them strong on 205, uh, make Cole a real threat with the cruiserweight title and start putting cruiserweight championship matches on actual pay-per-views. Um, and then eventually after he drops that, like we could have Cole go after the, uh, we could have Cole go after the universal title and with the Undisputed Era having been built up as a legit threat behind him for so long, or, you know, if they do that for a while, then it doesn't matter Cole's size. He is a legitimate threat, and we know that he'll carry his end on the microphone. Uh, He's a legitimate threat to actually win a universal title. Um, But, but yeah, so next up on NXT, uh, Drew Gulak comes out. Um, there's folks in the, uh, in the crowd that are doing the catch point 
hand sign. I feel like Catchpoint is something that could have been super over uh, in NXT. Uh, they have the relationship with Evolve. They have Catchpoint guys sign Gulak, TJP, uh, and Matt Riddle could kind of start things in NXT, and then we go out from there. Uh, but next out is Eric Bugenhagen, and professional wrestling will never be the same. If you didn't see uh, Eric Bugenhagen's um, debut on NXT uh, or anything like that, I suggest that you seek it out and find it. You need to watch it. Eric Bugenhagen, uh, that, it was amazing. Uh, he comes out playing air guitar, uh, dancing around the ring. It's, it's crazy. He did a, there's actually a, um, encore that he did. He came back out, uh, and plays air guitar with Kayla Braxton, who's fine, by the way. Uh, and, and that, uh, excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, see, <coughs> Oh man. Lots of fun. Lots of fun. Um He comes out with a great theme, plays as a one man band. Uh he got himself over just off his entrance. Uh NXT is into it. They promoted it heavily on social media. Uh so so good good stuff. Uh not much to the match really. Uh Gulak uh does his thing in the ring. Uh nice showcase for him. Um like I was saying, I wouldn't really mind seeing more 205 guys uh, play bigger roles in NXT if uh, if they aren't going to be the main guys on the main roster. Uh, I feel like it could help the whole division get over. So you have some guys just like killing shit in NXT having like actual feuds. Um, it could be dope. Uh, Drew Gulak forces Bugenhagen to tap out and the Gulak... And then he uh, says he represents 205 Live around the world as a submission specialist. Then he comes to NXT and gets Ben Stiller from Dodgeball. Nice. Um, he said that he wants a real wrestler. Uh, so then that's when Matt Riddle's music hits. Uh, so that's a holy shit moment from the crowd, kind of. Uh, Matt Riddle says, bro. And when he says, bro, you can see how bad Gulak Gulak wants to laugh. It's hilarious. Uh, Matt Riddle says that everybody in NXT pushes hard to hit the next level. So if that's how Gulak feels, he should get out of the ring and out of NXT before he comes and taps him out of NXT. Bro, bro, bro. Chance from the crowd. Uh, Drew Gulak tells him to take his little flip flops off and make his day. Uh, I'm dead. So... Uh, Matt Riddle says Gulak has chosen wisely. Uh, Riddle comes down and starts doing fist bumps to the crowd to the beat of his entrance. Um, Gulak versus Riddle is next, but I felt like they could have saved this match for a takeover, uh, honestly, um, with the history that they have between them and Catchpoint uh, and all that. They could have built nicely to a little takeover match. Um Big fan of both guys. Uh, they and that you know, if the two hundred five guys, uh, if you know, my idea of having two hundred five guys have a bigger part on NXT and actually have feuds and storylines that could help them get over um, on the main roster as well. Uh, didn't um, 
if that was a thing, then this match would be a takeover match. Um, definitely worth it to seek this match out if you like submission wrestling and mat wrestling. Uh, Matt Riddle turns up the intensity at the end. Power bomb. Uh, he hits a power bomb, then goes right into a knee. Uh, then Matt Riddle hits a barrage of elbows, followed up by the Bro Mission, uh, and Gulak taps out. Um, they do the catch point handshake afterwards, and uh, if you follow any of them on social media, you've seen it quite a bit. Uh, next up is the main event. Io Shirai is out first, then Kairi Sane. Uh, pretty sure Kyrie Sane is the cutest thing in wrestling. Uh, Bianca Belair comes out. She ran, rounds out the rest of the team. Uh, she's the best. Uh, no, she's the EST. Uh, out next is Shayna Baszler, uh, Marina Shafir, and Jessamine Duke. I also love Baszler so much for different reasons. Also, and some of the same. Uh, also, the her theme song, Super Badass. Uh, shout out for Bianca Belair's gear. Uh, she has MLK and a whole lot of black excellence on her gear. I'm totally with it. Um, Belair avoids Shayna Baszler. Uh, she does some flips. And uh, while she's doing that, uh, Shayna Baszler just walks out of the ring. Awesome. Uh, Belair takes out Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke after they rapidly tag in and out. Uh, Belair tags in Kyrie Sane. Uh, six spot where where uh, Bel Air like military presses scene and she drops her into that L drop elbow drop super kick super sick uh, random but I've never really noticed how beastly uh, Marina Shafir is like she's pretty yoked uh, watching her in the ring uh, I feel like she has a pretty bright future in the business of course there's some spots where uh, the MMA girls might be uh a little bit, um, I guess, sloppy or just not as polished. Uh, but I mean, I guess that's to be expected. Um, when you're used to hitting people and like for real, for real, and trying to hurt them, uh, I get, I imagine that is probably um, a whole different type of feeling when you have to pull back on punches and pull back on slams and stuff. Um, the MMA four horse women. Uh, seem to be picking up the business pretty quickly. But tonight on NXT, the faces ended up getting the win. Uh, leading into the finish, Bianca Belair hits the KOD. Uh, and then uh, Marina Shafir and Jessamine Duke come in and uh, they take her out. Then Kyrie Sane hops up and takes them out with a crossbody to the outside. Uh, Moon Salt from uh, the Genius of the Sky, Io uh, uh, Shirai. And she finishes off Shayna Baszler. Uh, the faces are celebrating, uh, but Bianca Belair doesn't look too happy. Uh, looks like she wanted the pin. Uh, and then Io Shirai is getting hyped, and she's making the title motion. Um, and then really, uh, and and then an interesting moment. Um, looks like a, a cultural teaching moment also. Um Kyrie Sane runs up and grabs like uh Bianca Belair's long braid and tries to swing it around and like Bianca Belair like snatches her hair back like don't touch my hair. Um some of course uh Bianca was selling uh that she 
wasn't too thrilled about not getting the pin herself. Um, like that's what she's selling in in the post match, in the finish. But also, um, I feel like there was some realness to that. Like, don't touch my hair. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, but I I really liked it. Uh, I like I even like the finish. I like how that played out. Um, I like that Bianca Belair isn't automatically just a full fledged face. Um, her current character is working better as kind of a heel or a tweener. Um, she, the match in at Takeover, sets her up for a face turn, but she didn't quite fully execute a turn. Like she didn't. There wasn't like a like we didn't see like a change in attitude or or actions and I guess you don't really have to have a change in attitude to be a face but there has to be like some kind of change to where like okay I used to do bad stuff and hang out with bad guys but now I don't and there has to be like a reason and just like not like oh okay I don't rock with the bad guys no more like there has to be like some kind of like oh okay something happens like you know what nah y'all doing that and I'm not with it like there has to be some kind of change um and we haven't really gotten that from Bel Air yet it's just that now she's getting more cheers because people uh are understanding her character and rocking with it and and that's where I'm at like I I love her character I rock with it tough um and I haven't but but I still haven't seen her uh switch from from face or from heel to face actually so uh looks like they're uh looks like they're also pushing a feud between her and Io Shirai looks like that's where uh looks like that's where we're headed next uh so that's that's also really interesting um and I'm down to see it Shirai is great in the ring um I'm guessing what would this be a but then even with Io Shirai doing the title motions uh her her best friend is Kyrie Sane. Is that is that gonna lead to something between between the best friends? Uh, so that I mean, there's a lot of moving parts here, um, and it could be really interesting going forward for the women's uh, division in NXT. I could see it being. Uh, I could see this leading to Io Shirai, Kyrie Sane. Uh, Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler uh, for a fatal four-way match for the title uh, at TakeOver um, on WrestleMania weekend, and then uh, Baszler being called up to the main roster after that, uh, that Monday. So, um, that... That that could be really fun. Uh, I'd be down for that for that four way. I think that four way would be a really crazy match um, and a way to get a really big match off. And if there are any of those people who uh, believe in what Sam Roberts was saying, uh, if, if there's any backstage people that believe that, uh, getting uh, giving Bel Air the win in that situation. Um, might be able to work as far as giving her a big win, giving her that moment, giving her the title, but um, but also 
I guess maybe protecting her if you feel like she's not takeover worthy you could put her in that match with all those people and that's definitely a takeover worthy match that four ways a, a takeover worthy match um but also uh i i think she's takeover i thought she was takeover worthy uh then but we'll we'll see what happens going forward um so now i guess uh is going to talk a little bit about um, the rest of WWE and the road to, to Mania. Um, well, actually, just one thing here. Um, the most interesting thing to me out of everything is uh, how there were so many people who were against the uh, the whole Charlotte being added to Becky and Rhonda's match um being uh Charlotte being added to Becky and Rhonda's uh match for WrestleMania and that also just kind of makes me think like well they they set up uh they set up um they they set up Ronda Rousey versus uh, Ruby Riot for Elimination Chamber. So you're basically making that a foregone conclusion um, because n- nobody nobody thinks that uh, nobody thinks that Ruby's gonna win that match, and you're not gonna have Becky win the Royal Rumble to go challenge Ronda if Ronda is just going to lose to uh, Ruby Riot. So, um, but shout out to Ruby Riot for getting herself a title match. Uh, she deserves it. The Riot Squad uh, has been killing it for a while. They're doing great, great stuff. So, uh, it's nice to see them rewarded, Riot Squad, in the Elimination Chamber match, and, uh, Ruby with the title match. I think the Riot Squad winning the tag titles would be really good as well. That, that makes sense. And I feel like the Becky and Sasha team, like, I really like Becky and Sasha, but I don't know. I would like to see them be the first tag champs, but I also wouldn't mind seeing, like, them go through more adversity, even though they've been through a lot of shit. But they've just been through stuff that doesn't make sense. Like, now that there's actual tag titles, like them popping up and going through a little bit of adversity and then winning them at Mania, I feel would be cool. So, like, they can almost have the match won in the Elimination Chamber. Some kind of funny business goes down. Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan are the champs. And then we go from there. Uh, 
So, back to Becky and Charlotte. There's a lot going on. They've had, uh, what they had, uh, they had Stephanie McMahon, um, suspend the man, uh, suspend Becky Lynch, so they're doing that. Uh, they have Becky Lynch, um, they have Ronda Rousey, like, playing up the whole, um, injury angle, so Becky Lynch is trying to avoid the doctor, so they're just piling more onto Becky to make her even more of an underdog against Ronda, um, and I dig it, I actually dig the, the story that they're telling, um, I personally don't need to see Charlotte in this match. I want to see, because that's what we were waiting for. We were going to get Becky versus Ronda. Um, and that's that's the match that we've been waiting for. We need that match on some level. But with the way that everything's played out, Charlotte does make a hell of a lot of sense to be in that match. She beat the shit out of Ronda at... Um, Survivor Series, Ronda needs to get that back, because, like, if somebody just beat the shit out of me with a kendo stick and shit like that, I, I'm, I'm gonna need to, I'm gonna need to come see you, fam, I'm gonna need, <laughs> need to come see you, that's, that's just how that works, um, so, it, it definitely fits with Charlotte needing to be in there, um, I feel like a lot of the fans are, gonna be against it, uh, and basically the whole, um, the whole lead up to Becky's, uh, the man character and all that was because Charlotte was trying to steal her spotlight, um, which means that having Charlotte come in and try to steal her spotlight again kinda is perfect. Um, Charlotte's coming in, trying to steal her spotlight, uh, Ronda Rousey is talking all this shit, doesn't believe in her, um, you know, Ronda Rousey keeps bringing up how she was on pre-shows, and this, this, and this, when, while you were on the pre-show, while I was main eventing, whoop, 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 uh, you know, you were injured coming into this, whoop, 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 all of that, then Charlotte, yo, I'm the queen, I'm royalty, my family, blah, 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 this, this, and this, all of that, and then to have Becky win on the uh, on the biggest stage of them all at WrestleMania in the first women's main event, like that's that's kind of huge. Um, so even though I don't necessarily need Charlotte in the match for me for my enjoyment, um, that adding Charlotte is just gonna make. Uh, it's just going to make it even bigger for Becky and make it an even bigger accomplishment for Becky. Like, oh, yeah, here she comes trying to steal her spotlight, spotlight again, and she still whooped that. You know what I mean? So, like, um, pretty sure that's what's happening. Pretty sure that's what we're getting. And uh, also pretty sure it's going to be fucking amazing. So I don't know why. Uh, I mean, I understand why we're complaining, but sometimes we just got to... Sometimes they know what they're doing, guys. Sometimes we need to let them just do what they do. Uh, some and and I feel like a lot of 
that most of those sometimes uh, come for the big events. So I feel like Becky winning at WrestleMania, overcoming Charlotte and Ronda will be even like how how hype everyone was when it finally went down there at the Royal Rumble. It'll end up being even bigger. Uh, and with it being the first women's main event, like this is it's going to be historic. I feel like uh, it's 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 going to be good. And uh, Charlotte being in there to help out uh, as far on the wrestling side. Uh, it's going to be a whole lot better. Ronda Rousey's really good. Um, but we saw even with the with Sasha, who's also really good. Um, there were some sequences and some things in that match that were just kind of like, whoa. And uh, like against Bailey, there were some things in that match that were kind of like, oh, OK. But uh, yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's it for this week, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. World Champion of the World podcast. Follow your boy at Champ Podcast on Twitter, at Champ Podcast on Instagram. Um, and that's it. That's it. That is it. Say bye, Bear. All right, well, he's sleeping.